Welcome to the Healthy Doctor Podcast, where we host conversations pertaining to physician well-being. I'm Dr. Steve Sartori, and I'm the director of the Center for Well-Being at the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. On this episode, we will be talking about Sabbath and rest, something that seems so elusive for healthcare professionals. My guest is Dr. Matthew Sleeth. Dr. Sleeth is a former emergency room physician and chief of the hospital medical staff who resigned from his position in order to teach, preach, and write about faith and stewardship issues. Dr. Sleeth has spoken at more than 1,000 churches, campuses, and events, including serving as a monthly guest preacher at the Washington National Cathedral. Recognized by Newsweek as one of the nation's most influential Christian leaders, Dr. Sleeth is the executive director of Blessed Earth and author of numerous articles and books, including Serve God, Save the Planet, and 24-6. He lives in Lexington, Kentucky with Nancy, his wife of nearly 40 years. Their grown children serve with their spouses in full-time parish ministry and as medical missionaries in Africa. I'm looking forward to this conversation about Sabbath and rest with Dr. Sleeth. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Healthy Doctor podcast. Uh, Just glad to have you. Great to be with you, Steve, and your listeners today. Well, thanks. Uh, You know, recently a friend of mine recommended a book to me called 24-6 and gave me a set of DVDs that had uh, an introduction to you and the ministry you're working in, and I was just really blessed by partaking in that. So I wanted to talk today about Sabbath and rest, especially in the context of healthcare and healthcare professionals. So thanks for doing all that work. My, my pleasure, and, and uh, thanks to your friend. Uh, yes, indeed. For introducing us. Well, anyway, I'm just curious, uh, what got you started on your interest in Sabbath? Well, it was really uh, to be... Uh, 100% honest and blunt, accidental. I was not a Christian at the time. I didn't become a Christian until uh, much later in life. But I had just taken over as a director of an emergency department. And uh, having uh, had experience with directors who always scheduled themselves for the plum times, I gave uh, the scheduling uh, responsibility to one of the other docs who promptly scheduled themselves to be off every Sunday and me to be on <laughs> every uh, Sunday. And uh, that was particularly a tough shift. It was a 24-hour shift. And so what I started doing was not working at all on Saturdays. And so it was really a prevenient grace or accidental or however you want to put it. I began to realize what it was like to live with a day in which you did not work, that you knew that day was uh, there for pursuits other than, than work. And during that time, I found the Lord. And I believe that's one of the side effects of having a Sabbath for society in general, if you do have that, is that people have that time to reflect. And and what I found in that time was the Lord. Then it became a more, um, as my uh, wife, who was raised Jewish, and my two children uh, became believers, it became really a part of the rhythm of our family life and our faith. You accidentally discovered that committing a day for no work was beneficial. Correct. And uh, it's, it's interesting, as you look at uh, world history and societies, 
the Babylonians had something a little like a Sabbath, but essentially no uh, society has ever come across the rhythm of one day of rest out of seven accidentally. It is a gift from the Lord to the people of, of this planet. And I didn't really accidentally find it. It's, it's God's gift to us, really. I think that the way that I found it introduced me to it as a beautiful concept and not as a requirement or a legalistic type of thing. And, and it's something that I got to see then my children raised with. I think my uh, son was oh, 12, 13 years old when he became a, a Christian. And, uh, and so I got to see them grow up and go through high school and, and even medical school. My son is a physician. What's interesting, you seem to start with the right perspective because of the way you came about appreciating Sabbath rather than growing up in the church, seeing it more as a legalistic requirement. And that's really what I think God intended. Uh, the Sabbath was made for man, not the other way around, as, as Christ said. It's, it's a gift to us. It's a, it's a beautiful time. And I have to tell you that as I understand this life and the life after, that uh, when I'm in heaven, it's going to look a whole lot more like Sunday than a Monday morning. Mm. But what, where I start with people is that as I understand uh, theology, uh, Sabbath-keeping is not a condition of getting into heaven. It's just the condition that heaven is in if you get there. Um, mm. You could work every day, and that it is not a condition of, of getting into heaven. So what gets in the way? It sounds like a great idea. On the other hand, we as professional health care people uh, know what a, what a zoo it is out there. How do we keep a Sabbath in health care? It's particularly difficult in health care, but there are many other, um, you know, law enforcement, military, uh, those type of things where you have to be much more intentional about having a Sabbath. But in general, what gets in the way for everyone is something that they hold in higher esteem than God. And if you seek God first, and you want to have a, a time of beauty and rest and learning about Christ, because he says, learn about me. My ways are gentle and humble. And, and if you want to learn about that, those other distractions and um, uh, things that call to us don't have quite as great of importance. Now, it's particularly difficult for physicians because we can say to ourselves, what higher calling is there? than healing the sick. But in my experience, those physicians that put God first end up doing a better job at both rest and at healing the sick. Mm -hmm. And even Jesus himself healed on the Sabbath, so doing good on the Sabbath uh, seems uh, endorsed by our Savior. It does. Christ did the majority of his miracles on the Sabbath, uh, and spread over four Gospels, there are seven miracles. Those all have in common one thing. On the Sabbath, he didn't walk across water, that type of thing. He uh, healed. That's all he did on the Sabbath. And, and so, um, you know, there's, I think, uh, particularly some flexibility for those in health care. Nonetheless, it's a physician heal thyself. I don't think anyone can do without a time of rest and refreshment and continue to be a healer, really, over the long haul and be good at it. 
Yeah. Well, Matthew, I think we all embrace, uh, at least most of us, the concept that Sabbath is really good for us. God made it for us and that it's challenging. So as we move into sort of the practical arena, how is it then that we practically implement Sabbath? What kind of things have you learned that you would share with us about being a doctor and practicing Sabbath? Well, I think that the earlier that you learn this and learn both the discipline and the joy and the freedom of it, the better. I didn't become a Christian until I was in my uh, mid-late late 40s. And my children were uh, just, you know, starting high school. And what they had to learn was you get your work done first. You get prepared. Sabbath doesn't happen really by accident. You have to prepare for it. Even when uh, the Hebrews were in the uh, desert uh, being led by Moses, they had to pick up twice as much manna the day before Sabbath. So that meant my kids had to get homework done, house cleaned, etc., etc., on Saturday so that we would have Sunday set aside for God. If they didn't have the homework done, it it just wasn't going to happen. So preparation is absolutely key. And then practice. You're not going to get it right the first time or month or whatever. Um, It takes a while to learn how to trust and rest uh, in the Lord. And I'll use the example of my my son, who's a physician. He's uh, at Tenwick Hospital in Kenya. But in uh, high school, he, he learned this practice. In college, uh, same thing. No, no homework, uh, no uh, writing papers or whatever on Sunday. He graduated first in his class in college. He kept a Sabbath in med school, graduated first in his class, and kind of went on like that. He's a smart kid, but the edge that he had was the Sabbath. It was actually that he he had something one day a week all of his other classmates didn't have, and that was a day where he was loved and uh, for being a human being, not a human doing. And so preparation is key, and then persistence. And then I believe that Sabbath was given to humanity to build a people of God. And so I think it's very important to do this with other people, other physicians, uh, a church, a faith group, a family, not to try it on your own if you can get other people to encourage you and do it with you. Another P that came to my mind as you were talking about these things, I thought, what an antidote for procrastination. Get your work done, prepare, and enjoy God uh, with your work being done. That's a great, uh, great series of things to remember. Thanks for that. Absolutely. Yeah, so practically speaking for you, uh, if you're willing to share a bit, what does a Sabbath day look like for you? An ideal Sabbath day for me happens on Sunday. And I I say that because if you're a physician, a nurse, uh, something like that, you may have to shift that to a Saturday or a Friday or a Monday or something. But the ideal is on a Sunday because that's when my church gathers and, and that sort of thing. We get up, we go uh, to church. We don't in, uh, involve ourselves in any commerce on that day. Nothing ruins a Sabbath mood for me like going to the mall and being malverized, <laughs> something like that. So 
and that's part of the preparation. You get that sort of thing done uh, beforehand. And then what I, even more on that day than any other day, try to do is run everything through what I call the Philippians 4-8 filter. And those are all the things that are of good report and pure and honorable and things that we would want the Lord, if he walked in the room, to catch us doing. And and so I've, over the years, kind of changed the the books I read and the art I look at and that sort of thing to build me up and to edify me. That looks different for uh, different people. Some people are, are very much refreshed and renewed by a walk in the woods or going fly fishing or perhaps gardening. But you need to find those things and that you say the next day, wow, that was good. I want to I want to share that with people that I encountered the Lord and His creation and His goodness on that day. Yeah, when we talk with healthcare professionals who suffer from the stress of overwork, being overburdened, hectic, one of the things that we usually advise or encourage is this sense of how do you find a way to take a pause, to reflect, to think about life, because if we go nonstop and don't come up for air, life seems to happen to us rather than us being more intentional about our purpose and our meaning and what we're doing and why we're doing it and building relationships and the things that truly are important in life. Expect for the Sabbath to have a positive effect on every aspect of your Christian walk and life if it's done right. And you really ought to be able to tell somebody about it with a big smile on your face not as another burden or thing that you have to do. So key. It's a blessing, not a burden, the Sabbath. Right. Well, that's uh, great. Matthew, if people want to find out more about Sabbath or more about some practical ways they might enjoy the blessing of Sabbath, uh, I suspect you can help them with that. The book 24-6 that I wrote is a great help to a lot of folks and a lot of churches our website, blessedearth.org, uh, has a whole Sabbath wing of that uh, website uh, with some real practical things, what to do with little kids, what to do if you're a, a college student, those types of things. So those are the two resources I point uh, people to, 24-6, the book, and then the website, uh, blessedearth.org. Well, Matthew, I know I am personally challenged to apply some of these principles and grow in my appreciation of Sabbath and in the ways in which I keep Sabbath that are a blessing to me and to my family and to my relationships and mainly to growing my relationship with God. To give me that preview of heaven, that day with a smile on my face as I anticipate the coming of our Lord Jesus. So I just thank you personally, and I think our audience will thank you as well. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, and Shabbat Shalom. Uh, thank you, Matthew. God bless you. And you too. I urge you to think and begin to apply some of the principles that were shared by Dr. Sleeth. Once again, if you want to learn more, you can purchase the book 24-6 that also has an accompanying DVD study guide that's available for small groups. His website is blessedearth.org, onestringblessedearth.org, and I urge you to visit that as well. If you have not already done so, 
I urge you to read the winter edition of today's Christian Doctor, which features an article by a member of our CMDA Wellbeing team, Dr. Stan Hagert. The article is titled Burnout at the Broom Tree, and it's a reflection on burnout from the life of Elijah the prophet. Stan also authored an article titled A Medical Missionary's Grief Ritual, which was published in the January edition of EPISL, CMDA's newsletter for global health workers. Both of these publications can be accessed by visiting the CMDA website, cmda.org. At the CMDA Center for Wellbeing, we help doctors and other healthcare professionals align with God, optimize well-being, and maximize influence. If you're looking to prevent or manage burnout, manage change or transition, or grow your leadership skills, contact the CMDA Life and Leadership Coaching Ministry by visiting cmda.org coaching or email coaching at cmda.org. If you wish to invite a speaker for your meeting or event, or you're interested in hosting a well-being retreat, please email wellbeing at cmda.org. That's one word, wellbeing at cmda.org. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Healthy Doctor podcast. Please tune in again next month. And until then, keep working on your well-being. This podcast has been a production of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. The opinions expressed by guests on this podcast are not necessarily endorsed by the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. CMDA is a nonpartisan organization that does not endorse political parties or candidates for public office. The views expressed on this podcast reflect judgments regarding principles and values held by CMDA and its members and are not intended to imply endorsement of any political party or candidate.